0: I want to welcome you to today's podcast and in this podcast i'll be bringing you teachings from the word of god that will bless you and inspire your spirit and i know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening god bless you as you listen this podcast is sponsored by check it shop Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand, your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit checkitshop.com. Check it Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Praise God, Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to today's podcast where I'll be bringing you inspiring words and teachings that will transform your life forever but before we go on I'd like us to pray father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we worship you we honor you we adore you we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies lord even as we are here before you we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit because we know that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Lord, we know that after this, our lives will never be the same again. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to look into um, something a little bit controversial for some people. Hallelujah. As a very, uh, some people have been debating this for quite some time. Is Jesus God? Is Jesus God? Hallelujah. Is Jesus God? You now, for some, it's a simple answer. For some of us, you know, like, oh, yes, of course, He is God. But there are people who are coming up today and they argue and say that um no jesus is is not god he is the son of god he is not god and there are even some who say he is created he was created so he is not god hallelujah but i want us to look into the bible what does the bible say About Jesus. What does the Word of God say about Him? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us first to go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. Mm. Oh, glory to God. Isaiah chapter 9 and i'm going to be reading from verse 6 Isaiah chapter 9 and i'm going to be reading verse 6 hallelujah now this is one this is one of the most outstanding prophecies in the bible one of the most outstanding prophecies in the bible that talked about the coming messiah jesus hallelujah now watch this carefully it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder the government shall be upon his shoulder that is big but we'll come to that later but watch this and his name shall be called wonderful counselor his name shall be called wonderful counselor i know in the king james version you have wonderful and then you see a comma after wonderful then counselor you see another comma so suggesting wonderful counselor But that's not a very good rendering because the original writers didn't put that punctuation there it was the translators that put it because that's how they understood it to be but that's not the way it is because if you see look at it wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace so you see that the prophet is being poetic in his writing is dualistic so you see, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, you see. So that's why it's, it's better put, Wonderful Counselor. Somebody else explain it this way, Extraordinary Strategist. Hallelujah. In other words, he knows the way out of every situation, every circumstance. He knows what to tell you, how to come out of trouble wonderful counselor then look at it It said this child that shall be born this son that is given his name shall be called the mighty god i don't know like you know sometimes i wonder some of these people who say these things if they don't read their bible or if they don't believe the bible i think it was paul the apostle who was asking agrippa said do you believe the prophets I mean these people who are saying these things if they believe the prophets i mean this one scripture alone should settle every score his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father can you imagine the name of this child that is to be born everlasting father the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice, from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Hallelujah! So even in this very, this prophecy, before he was born, we were told that the child that will be born will be called the Mighty God, hey, the Everlasting Father. Glory to Jesus! Hallelujah! Praise God! But before we go further, I want us to go back two chapters to i same isaiah chapter 7 isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 oh glory to jesus hallelujah isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 thank you jesus glory to god oh hallelujah It says therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive a virgin will get pregnant and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel hallelujah a virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Oh, hallelujah. God with us. God in the midst of his people. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And if you go to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, and verse 23, Matthew, chapter 1, and verse 23. Okay, let me read uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. Let me read from verse 20. Matthew chapter 1 from verse 20. Because um, Joseph was espoused to, um, Mary was espoused to Joseph, they were supposed to get married. And the angel of the Lord visited her and she got pregnant. And then Joseph was thinking, um, I don't understand this. Maybe I should just divorce her quietly. I don't want to bring shame to her, but let me just make the whole thing quiet. Verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that... Which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost the child that she's pregnant with is of the Holy Ghost and she shall bring forth a son and thou shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins verse 22 now all this was done watch this that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Now, he's making reference. The angel is making reference to the word of the prophet. The angel is quoting the scriptures. Hallelujah. So, through the angel, we know that the prophet Isaiah, when he prophesied, and said behold a virgin shall conceive shall be with a child and shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us so the angel here is telling us that the person Isaiah was talking about was actually Jesus hallelujah and the name that was pronounced Is Emmanuel meaning God with us hallelujah I mean this child that is born is God that is coming in our midst hallelujah now Jesus was not the first child to be conceived supernaturally in the sense that um, like his birth was foretold before he was born he was not the first if you read your Bible uh before isaac was born it, it was foretold hallelujah even his name was told the name before he was born his, the name was told to his parents and he said you should call the child isaac hallelujah we see in the same way samson before samson was conceived the angel talked about it we see also john the baptist before he was conceived he was talked about hallelujah but none of these people of all these people that their birth was foretold none of them was given the kind of names that Jesus was given none of them at any time did their names suggest that they were God not anyone only Jesus in Isaiah chapter 7 we read from verse 14 he said his name shall be called Emmanuel meaning God with us hallelujah and then if we go to chapter 9 reading from verse 6 for unto us a child is born known unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God everlasting father prince of peace and of the increase of his peace and government there shall be no end hallelujah the mighty God only Jesus was given such names only Jesus only Jesus hallelujah because he was God hallelujah glory to God oh glory to God And you know, even the the, the name Yeshua, even the name Yeshua that was given to him, the name itself means, Jehovah is salvation. Hallelujah. Jehovah is salvation. In another way, you can say Jehovah, our Savior. He came as our Savior, the Savior of mankind oh hallelujah glory to jesus now jesus when he was born if you go to john john chapter one because people don't know who was jesus john chapter one from verse one let's 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 find out who was jesus from verse one says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god hallelujah the word in other words there is a there's a personality called the word now remember the bible says great is the mystery of godliness the things of the spirit are mysterious it takes somebody whose mind has been initiated by the holy ghost to comprehend these things hallelujah the normal human mind cannot conceive cannot accept these things hallelujah so you can only know these things by the help of the Holy Spirit hallelujah so the Bible says in the beginning was the word there was a personality called the word the word hallelujah and the Greek word there is logos Hallelujah in the beginning was the logos, and the word was with God Of course the Godhead the father the word was with God and The word was God So he's telling you that this personality called the word or the logos and God actually are one They are one so though they are two different people They are actually one. That's what the Bible is saying here. Hallelujah. Now it goes on, verse 2. The same, talking about the word, was in the beginning with God. The Logos was with God. He says it again. From the beginning, He has always existed. So the word was not created. Do you understand? He says, he was in the beginning with God, the word, the logos. I think I prefer using the word logos here. It's better because if you just think of word, you're thinking of the English word now, or word. It's difficult to form that or think of that as a personality. But the logos, the word of God, was with God in the beginning verse 3 says all things were made by him the logos and without him was not anything made that was made the logos the Word of God for example in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep and God said let there be light that that utterance that thing that was released from the mouth of God that's the word of God so for anything to be created God has to speak he has to release the word so everything that exists in the world today both the seen and the unseen came from the word of God hallelujah hallelujah So God said, let there be light. He released the word. The word that was inside the Father was released. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, in him, still talking about the word, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not oh hallelujah this is this is amazing so that word in the word the word of god that has been there since the beginning with the father it says that word in that in the word is life and that life is the light of men it's what gives men illumination It's what gives men counsel and direction, the Word of God, hallelujah. It's what gives men, shows men the way that they should go, the Word of God, hallelujah. If we go to verse 10, let's skip to verse 10 because from verse 6 it starts talking about John the Baptist. let's go back to verse 10 in verse 10 he goes back he starts talking about the word again and he says he was in the world and the world was made by him remember the word the word it says without him was not anything made that was made." talking about the word so here in verse 10 he says he was in the world and the world was made by him And the world knew him not. They didn't recognize him. He came in their midst, but they didn't recognize him as their creator. That's what the Bible is saying here. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. That's what your Bible is saying here. The Bible says that he was the creator. you understand and he he pre-existed the beginning he has always been with the father verse 11 says he came unto his own and his own received him not verse 12 but as many as received him to them give he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. As many as believe him, to them he gave power. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Verse 13, he goes on to explain. It is which were born not of blood, So he's not talking about natural birth, nor of the will of the flesh or nor of the will of man, but of God. So the word that came in the midst of God, of the people, he came to bring a new kind of birth. This birth has nothing to do with your, your, your parents, your biological parents. It's not of their blood. It's it's got nothing to do with that. It's a different kind of birth. It's a spiritual birth. Hallelujah. But then verse 14 is a big one. Verse 14. Oh, hallelujah. It says, and the word was made flesh. The King James rendering here, it's, it's it's not the best because the word i was uh, translated was made is the greek word ginome you know and ginome actually means to become cuz if you say the word was made it suggests that you know um somebody took it and made it into like no but the word it's it, it's more of a transformation okay not like uh, somebody created it no the word became flesh that's a better rendering of that it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us hallelujah glory to god i mean this verse 14 is one of the best ways to prove best scriptures to prove that that word that the Bible says, created the heavens and the earth. That same word, the Bible says, became flesh. Hallelujah. Uh huh. If you look at newer translations, for example, the New English translation, you will see it. It says, Now the word became flesh and took up residence among us. If you read the New English translation, you will see that it, it puts it that way. So this goes on to uh this this uh confirms what i was telling you hallelujah the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father this is talking about jesus jesus is the word that became flesh Do you understand? It's just a transformation, but he's still the same person. Do you understand? The same one who is the creator, the same one that created everything, the same one. Now, if um, there's a a religious group who suggests from scriptures that they don't understand, know where the Bible says Jesus is the first begotten from the dead. They remove that side where they say from the dead and then they say, well, he's the firstborn of God. So by that, they explain to say that God, no, you know, when he wanted to create, he created Jesus first. And after he created Jesus, he gave Jesus the power to create every other thing. That's the explanation. But that is erroneous. Why is that erroneous? The Bible says he was with the Father in the beginning. There's no suggestion that the word was created. He has always been with the Father. And in fact, the Bible says the word is God. The word is God. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word is God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word is God. And now, that one who the Bible says is God, the Bible says became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I mean, this should flaw every argument completely, every argument. It should that Jesus is God. Hallelujah! He says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, we saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Now Jesus, as you know, was the only begotten of the Father. That's the one who is born, the man Jesus, as the Bible says. Jesus, when he was born, he was born as the only begotten of the Father. But guess what? The word of God is not the child of God. I don't know. (laughs) Ah. I don't know if you got that. Jesus only became the child of God when he he became Jesus. Do you understand? As Jesus, he became man, 100% man, and 100% God. As man, he was a child of God. But he is God, his deity, his divinity. Hallelujah. This is very important for you to understand. The Bible says the Word became flesh. In other words, the Word became Jesus. There was a transformation from the Word to Jesus. But he's still God. He's still the Word, but now he's also a man. On earth, he functioned not as God, but as man, even though he was God. He came as a man, even though he was God, as it were, he, he left his glory and came to serve as a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Oh, hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2. Let's look from verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 5 oh hallelujah it says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus so he's talking about Jesus here who being in the form of God did you did you get that being in the form of God fought it not robbery to be equal with God do you understand but made himself of no reputation though he was God when he discovered that oh I'm, I'm a man he didn't think that he was being robbed of his glory or anything but he humbled himself hallelujah verse 7 but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of his servant Even though he was God. Do you understand? And was made in the likeness of men. Though he was God. Do you get it? He was God. But he had a mission on here. To save his people. To save the world. And he left his reputation, left his glory, left anything and came and took the likeness of a man, of human beings. Verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself further, humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross, he accepted to die the death of the cross. Verse 9, wherefore, because of what he did, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Ah, God has given him a name which is above every name. He didn't say every name except Every name. And there is no one who is higher than the most high. Hallelujah. So if God has given him a name that is above every name, it then means that God gave him his own name. His own name. That's what Jesus bears. His own name that is why isaiah called him the mighty god the everlasting father because there's only one person that that can go by that title and it will not be blasphemy only one person god but jesus has been given this name he has been given a name which is above every name look at verse 10 it says that the name of Jesus. Hey, at the name of Jesus, at the name, when the name of Jesus is called in faith by those who have the power of attorney to use that name, and I'll talk about that a bit. At the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee, every. Listen, every means every. Every knee should bow of things in heaven. Of things. And things in the earth and things on the earth. That's talking about heaven, on earth and in hell. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is God. Do you understand? The the Greek word there is Kyrios. It means he to whom a person belongs. It means master. It means possessor, owner. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has given him a name above every name. So if we call Jesus the everlasting Father, we're not blaspheming. If we call him the mighty God, we are not blaspheming because that's who he is. The Bible says he is and the angel also confirmed that he is. Now I want us to look at two apostles... What did the apostles think about jesus one of the number one apostles in the bible is peter hallelujah you know there are people who suggest that he was the first pope you know they say the first pope of the church it's okay second peter chapter one verse one let's see something here what does Peter think about Jesus? Peter was there with Jesus throughout his ministry. Even when Jesus was killed and all, Peter was there throughout. He was there among the 120 when the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues. He was there throughout. So what does Peter think about Jesus? Let us see. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Did you see that? Through the righteousness of God and our Savior, The one who is our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter is saying here that Jesus Christ is our God and our Savior. Remember, his name is Jehovah is salvation or Jehovah our Savior. Praise God. So Peter here by this scripture is telling us that Jesus is God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Titus chapter 2. Let's hear from Paul. What has Paul got to say? Titus chapter 2 verse 13. Oh glory to Jesus. Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. Now, Paul, the apostle, is speaking. Remember, he had an encounter with Jesus. Now, he says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, He says, we're looking for the appearing. We're looking towards the appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ hallelujah remember there's no scripture there's nowhere in the scripture in scripture or prophecies of scripture at any time there's nowhere it suggests that god the father one day is going to appear on earth for the whole world to see there's no suggestion there's no scripture that suggests that the only one we know that is going to come someday and the whole world will see is jesus christ and so paul is saying we're looking towards the time of the appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ hallelujah glory to God by this Paul is telling you clearly in clear terms I mean there's no there's no beating around it if you check the Greek that word God there is the word theos the God hallelujah there's no beating around it some people want to try to use um, uh, Greek and say this no 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 there's no going around it this one is clear it's in black and white we're looking at the appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ hallelujah let's go to the book of Revelation let's hear what John has to say about Jesus the book of Revelation chapter 1 Oh hallelujah let me read from verse 17 revelation chapter 1 verse 17 hallelujah what does John now John is having a a vision and he's having experiences and now Jesus appears to him he sees Jesus and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead I think i should read what he saw maybe i should read it okay let me read from verse 12. when you have time read the whole chapter so you can get the full story and i turned to see the voice that spoke with me and being turned i saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. That was Jesus. Clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, and as if they burn in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Now he's seen Jesus in his glorified state. So he's trying to describe it as best as he can. Verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as of the sun shineth in his strength he's trying his best to describe what he's seen here verse 17 and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not Don't be afraid. Then he goes on to say some big things. He says, I am the first and the last. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. People of God, if Jesus is not God and he was making a statement like this, it means he's blaspheming. He says, I am the first and the last, actually in the Greek alphabet is I am Alpha and Omega. Hallelujah, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In other words, before me there is no one and after me there is no one if Jesus was not God and he made a statement like this he would be lying, he would be a liar and he would be blaspheming because if the Father was before him then he cannot say I am Alpha because there is somebody before him but he is co-equal with the Father he is one with the Father remember in the book of John chapter 8, they took stones to stone him. When he said, I and my father are one. Because they understood what he was saying. He was telling them, I am God. They took up stones to stone him. He said, why do you want to stone me? And they said, because you as a man, you are making yourself equal with God. They understood that when he said, I and my father are one. He, he, he was saying that he was equal with God. understood it hallelujah verse 18 he goes on to say I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore brothers and sisters only one person in the history of this world came Died and came back to life, never to die again. Only one person. And that was Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Oh, glory to God. This has got to be God. He is God. Oh, hallelujah. And I tell you what, if you will be saved, you must believe this. You must believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says, with the heart. It says, if thou shalt believe with that heart, I think we should go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Probably. Oh, glory to God. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Paul the Apostle is telling us how to receive salvation. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. That Jesus is your Lord. he He is your owner. He is your possessor. He is your creator. He is your savior. He is your God. That's what it means there hallelujah now the 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 word used here in the greek is the word kyrios hallelujah but it is akin to the hebrew word adonai do you understand your owner that jesus christ is lord If thou shalt confess with your mouth, you have to confess it with your mouth, and shalt believe with thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You have to believe it with your heart, and you have to confess it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord, is your owner, is your possessor, is your creator, because the Bible says he is. If you don't believe that you're not even saved, So anyone that is doubting is Jesus Christ, God, that person is not saved. Because that's what you really need to believe. And I tell you what, many religions of the world, many religions of the world. Today I was searching on Google, I couldn't even believe how many religions are there in the world. And he stated from Google, said about 4,300 different religions exist in the world. Now, most of these religions, they don't doubt that Jesus existed at some point. Many of them will say he was a good teacher. Many of them will say he was a wise man. Some of them will say he was a prophet. But their problem is accepting that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is their big problem. Accepting that he is God is their problem. And that's what is going to take many people to hell that's what you need to believe the bible says so personally i'm never ashamed to say jesus is lord he's my god many times when i pray for people i cast out demons i say in the name of my god jesus christ i say that because he is my god hallelujah because he is god The Bible says so. He is co-equal with the Father. He is Emmanuel, God in our midst. He is the everlasting Father, the mighty God. Hallelujah. He is the one that was sent by the Father. I'm going to round up by giving you a small analogy for you to understand. Now, God the Father is the one who sits on the throne. You can also be called the Godhead. There is that throne in heaven. If you read Isaiah chapter six from verse one, you will see there is a throne in heaven, and the Father sits on that throne. Hallelujah! Now, if He wants to do something, He doesn't have to abdicate the throne to go, to do it. He gets up from the throne while He's still sitting on the throne and he goes to point a to do something and if he wants to do something else he doesn't leave what he's doing there he comes out of himself and goes here while he's still here doing what he's doing here and he's doing something else there and if he needs to do something else somewhere he doesn't leave this thing here to go there He comes out of himself and goes there while he's still doing what he's doing there and still doing what he's doing there and still sitting on the throne. That is why a million people could be praying at the same time and God is hearing and communicating with them at the same time and he's not confused. Hallelujah. Now the one who goes from point A to point B is called the Spirit of God. Hallelujah but he's one with God. Hallelujah he's one with God. Now I was telling you earlier about the word when God speaks let there be and there was the word was in the father but then when Jesus came into the scene that word the personality of the word in the father became flesh became Jesus. Hallelujah. That person became Jesus and the Word and Jesus are one. The, 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 uh, I mean the Word and the Father are one. They are one and the same thing. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So there is God the Father, there is God the Son who is Jesus and there is God the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God who God has put in his children as many as received them and this is what we believe as Christians as those who are children of God and those who don't believe it well we have to look into their salvation because they are not saved hallelujah praise God hallelujah just in case maybe you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I'd like you to pray this prayer with me and mean it with all your heart say lord jesus i open up my heart and i receive you as my lord and my savior as my god i believe you died for my sins and you were raised for my justification from now I am a child of God. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. If you pray that very simple prayer, you are now a child of God. Remember what he said. As many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the children of God. Even to them that believe on his name. So by praying this simple prayer, you have received the power to become a child of God. You are born again. Hallelujah. For the rest of you, I pray this prayer. Father, I pray for your people. Even as this word has come to them, their convictions are strengthened in the name of Jesus Christ. And our Lord God, nobody will deceive them with a false message and a false gospel, denying the deity of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for them, that when they call the name of Jesus, by faith, demons will bow and bow out according to your word. Sickness, disease, and infirmity will bow and bow out. Poverty will bow and bow out. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Father. We give you praise and glory in jesus name amen 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 hallelujah glory to god this message mainly is to strengthen your conviction to make you understand the faith that you have come into and be careful of what you listen to so you don't let anybody deceive you you are born again you are a child of god and we as christians would believe that Jesus is co-equal with the father hallelujah glory to Jesus I'm going to come to you again with more inspiring words and teachings until I come to you again keep living in the atmosphere of God's word God's worship and God's miracles God bless you bye-bye Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Checker Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.